we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up, you tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 76. Not sure if there's going to be a 77, but thank you for joining. And guys, we have made it. I was was wanting to do this last episode, but it didn't seem right. But here we are, episode 76. You know, the big milestone is actually episode 75. But pretty cool to think about how far we have made it. And so I just want to give a huge... Thank you for all the love and support. We would not be here without all of you listeners out there. So for everyone who's just told me that they were a fan of the show, whether we were at competition, maybe we were in line for food, maybe it was while I was doing a gym visit or at a conference, maybe you just DM me on Instagram or on Facebook. Your support is why we are here, and I just want to give you guys a huge thank you. Anyway, we have a great episode for you guys today. Today we have on Kristen Wheeler, but you know her better as Cheer Mom Blog on TikTok and on Instagram. And if you don't already follow her, you need to do that immediately. She is a great follow, a great laugh, making light of real-life cheer situations that parents go through Every day, again, a great follow. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with another cheer parent. They are definitely going to enjoy this episode. Today, we get back to our regular format with the question of the week, what's popping with the parents, and we talk a lot about trusting the process and when to do it and when it's time to actually move on. If you have any questions that you want answered on the show, You can submit those questions by clicking the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, if you want to support the show financially, you can do so there by clicking on support the show. Shout out to our monthly supporters. Y'all are the best. Sheila, Sarah, my mother, Caroline, and our newest supporter, Robin. I really appreciate you guys. If it's your first time here, thank you for checking out the show. You'll want to subscribe. We always have either a great, interesting conversation taking place each week or just a flat-out awesome guest. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a real-life cheer mom stepping in for our normal cheer mom, Be More, Be More, We Miss You, who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks all the questions that you guys have at home. Without further ado, my conversation with Kristen Wheeler, a.k.a. Cheer Mom Blog. Kristen, welcome to the show. Ah, Jason, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Super excited to have you on. You were actually requested um, via the the Let's Talk to Your Podcast fans. Yes, yes, you were. No way. <laughs> no way. You did not tell me that. Thank you for keeping that a surprise. That is, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Let's Talk Cheer fans. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, a couple, yeah, a few people actually requested you. We had, um, there's a survey that you can take. Hey, you know, what do you like about the show? What don't you like about the show? Who should we have on a guest? So you requested there. And then one of our actual cheer moms, like, DM me and was like, sending me all your videos. Like, you got to have her on the show. She's so funny. All the cheer moms follow her. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tell her hi and thank you. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Makes my day. Yeah. So um, highly requested. So here we are. Got to connect. And um, yeah. So we'll go through our our show. This is our guest host for the day. So so glad to have you on. But let's start. Let's start here, Kristen. Tell me like how you got involved in cheer, how you become a cheer mom, and just like you know how you get involved with the sport. Yeah. So. I kind of fell into it. I do not have any kind of cheer background. I knew very little about cheer. I was, as a kid, I was very into dance and uh, musical theater. I was like a theater band kid. So I had no point of reference for cheer. Um, But my daughter, when she was about seven, took an interest in tumbling 
And it was so beyond my realm of understanding. I always loved, like, I remember when I was in fourth grade, um, I my best friend was a gymnast and she could do back handsprings on the football field at school. And I thought that was so cool. And I thought that like, I want to do a back handspring. Um, spoiler, I never learned how to do a back handspring. Turns out it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make it look so easy. Um, it's really hard. was never able to do a back handspring. Uh, but my daughter took this uh, interest in tumbling, and I will never forget. And I, I love telling the story. I will never forget. I took her to this little rec gym. They didn't have teams or meets or competitions or anything. It was just simply mm-hmm. to have fun and learn how to tumble. And I, the first day I took her there, I was really busy. It was a long day at work. I had a lot going on. Um so we go to this to this gym and I look over and I look through the, the viewing window and she, my quiet, shy, reserved little girl had been lit up like I had never seen her before. I had mm-hmm. never seen her like that. And I, I can't remember if I was already on the phone with my husband or if I called him right away, but I said, oh my gosh, stop. This is, this is what she yeah. is meant to do this is this is her thing Mm -hmm. right so um we kept her in that little um rec gym for a little while back in i mean it's small i don't even know if it exists anymore in waco texas but um we we kept her there until she learned some skills and just got some core strength and the coach was like i think she really has something here and um, so she, she wanted to get a little bit more competitive. And so we, uh, enrolled her in an actual, a trampoline and tumbling team, uh, back when like, that was like their first year as a, as a TNT team. Um, and as part of being the part of the TNT team, um, they got a free class and she's like, you know, I think I'd like to learn like what those cheerleaders are doing. Cause it was, they had a, mm-hmm. it was gymnastics. TNT and all-star cheer. And so she was like watching the cheerleaders. And I know this is a common story for a lot of people. Like they'll have a gymnast and they'll see what the cheerleaders are doing. And they're like, I think I might want to do that. So she was like, I think as my free class, I'm going to learn how to, you know, like they do the donuts and they would do all the, like the simple Mm -hmm. cheer one-on-one things. And she took that class and kind of liked it, but wanted to stay in tumbling as her primary focus. Um, and that was still in Texas. And then my husband's job moved us to Colorado. And one thing led to another, and she kind of made the decision. She was like, I don't think I want to do gymnastics. There weren't really any TNT teams around us. And the gym that was close to our house said, hey, we're starting our first cheer team. Would you like to try out and be a part? And she said yes. And it was like a youth or junior level two. And they had girls with all kinds of skill levels, but one thing led to another and she started on kind of this small cheer team and then ended her, uh, her all-star cheer career just recently, um, on a world's team for cheer athletics. So that's kind of how I got into it, kind of fell into it and followed my daughter's passions. There we go. So you're, you become cheer mom, you're doing the competitions, all these different things. Cheer athletics, let's go. Saw you at Worlds this year. Well, not you. I saw your daughter's team compete at Worlds this year. And, um, but you're, yeah, you're doing this cheer thing. So then how does, how does the blog come along? Yeah. And, you know, how's that all get started? Well, I've always loved writing and making videos and being creative. And I think I just, like, TikTok came around and, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to like do some funny cheer mom TikTok videos? And I can't remember what came first. The the I think it was the blog. I was like, it'd be really cool because I realized um there's not a whole lot of resources for cheer moms. I mean, there's there are from maybe your gym or from the USASF, and I think varsity puts out some stuff, but there wasn't like a central, like this is just for cheer moms to learn how to navigate everything going on in cheer. And so I was like, well, it'd be good to have like a blog. So I kind of started the blog, but no one really knew about it. Mm-hmm. And then TikTok came around and I was like, this could be fun. Let me 
let me do a couple of these sounds remind me of chair moms yeah and started doing that and then kind of the rest there we go no yes yes some really good stuff on you honestly do it's history as they say and now you know because of the um because of the algorithm because i've like you know i've liked or commented <laughs> or whatever on you know so many posts now you're like always at the top of my news feed right and i'm like you know i, I go in and I'm like hey there we go yeah <laughs> oh so sorry about that <laughs> Which is funny because I don't watch a ton of cheer content. I don't consume a ton of cheer content outside of cheerleading. So you're honestly the only cheer content I ever see um, like on my newsfeed. I'm like, oh, there we go. So there's some cheerleading. And I'm like, oh, that is very true, though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay out of trouble. I'm, I keep getting closer and closer to, to that line of like somebody's, I'm going to get in trouble with somebody, but so far everyone's kind of laughed and been really supportive. Well, now you're not associated with a gym, right? So you can like, you can say stuff that you will, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I don't need one from, from up top coming down on me about something I said. You're right. Yeah. I, I have a little bit more freedom. <laughs> All right. Um, good stuff. So we'll hop into a little bit more of that later. But as you guys know, yeah, we have the sounds like that question of the week. Guys, if you're looking for some music that is just off the charts, we're getting our music soon. And this is just a surprise. I haven't told anyone yet, but our, our, um, American Cheer Anthem is on its way for all of our American Cheer families. If you want a cool anthem that your kids can just bump around, go to Sounds Like That link in the show notes. All right, so our Sounds Like That question of the week. Kristen, what is our question of the week? Okay, so I I poke fun at this a little bit, but we hear trust the process all the time. And I think that, well, I'll wait till I'll wait to... to to talk about what I think, because I want to hear what you think first. What what does pro- trust the process really mean? And when do you, I, I, I get a lot of cheer moms that say like, when is it time to trust the process? And when is it time to sort of look at all of our options and maybe, maybe move on from your gym or move on from cheer? That is a great question. Um, you know, and it is one of those, I'm not sure how it became, came into like the zeitgeist of cheerleading where it's like trust the process or like you know every year at tryouts you see it plastered all over the place during social media uh or on social media during tryouts and all these things so how do we know when to trust the process or when it's time to actually move on so i i I think that there seems to be for coaches and gym owners to be saying it so much I feel like there must be a disconnect between what the parents' goals are and what the gym's goals are, right? Um, Because that's just what it seems to me, that there's a disconnect between those two things. And there typically is because coaches are usually trying to put together the best team that they can. And parents and athletes typically have all your motives um and i'm not saying i'm saying that they not that they're like trying to sabotage the gym but that they you know hey my daughter's been working on her back handspring and she just wants to be on you know level two team or she wants to be on the world team or she wants to do this and if those things don't happen then it's like you know i don't know i don't understand like what this gym is doing right now right and so real quick, let me let me pass it on to you before I like really dive into an answer. You know, to you, what does trust the process mean? I think I think you're spot on with everything. I think there are I think there are two parts to it. I think it's super, super important, and I talk about this on the blog too, to be at a gym or with a program that you do trust. And what does that look like to build trust with your coaches and your leadership or ownership, whatever that looks like for you. Um, We right off the bat wanted to have relationships with, with the leadership of our gym so that we knew kind of where they were coming from and what their mindset is and and what their coaching approach is. Um, And then I also, I heard a podcast recently that just kind of turned on all of the light bulbs for me is that, Trusting the process um, means not being so focused on the outcome and being 
being in the moment versus really wanting your child to be on X team or get X skills. So that really put it in perspective for me that it's it's really about being in the moment and wherever that wherever that lands you is trusting the process and not mm-hmm. the reverse, not being so focused on not, not, and I think you're on that outcome. I think you're exactly right about, you know, that there is a process to things. Now, now to say this, just because a gym says trust the process doesn't mean that you should trust their process. Uh, you, you know, not every gym is is running a a great program and that's just life you know people are doing these things at a different level um everyone's doing these things at a different level um you know i'm guessing cheer athletics does it at a different level than you know the gym that just opened down the street right or it's been struggling for the last however many years that doesn't mean that the gym doesn't have great qualities about them um and it doesn't to say that cheer athletics doesn't have faults of their own but to say, I, I don't think that you should just trust gyms, you know, any gym that says trust the process. Um, so I would, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And I think it's important to be careful um, or be aware of, of any one individual, whoever that is to say, well, just trust the process when they really mean just trust me, just trust what I'm doing. Trust, trust me. I think that that's something to be, to, to hone in on. Yeah. Um, and, and ask questions of for sure. When we're talking about asking questions or trusting the process, it's about holding people accountable to what they say their process is. So I remember when I first came into American, I remember I didn't promise, hey guys, yeah. we're going to be, we're going to win this competition. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I remember specifically, you know, we're going to teach these kids about how to work hard. We're going to teach these kids about structure and discipline and, you know, we're not going to go out there and win every competition, but we're going to be fiercely competitive and we're going to make you proud to wear an American, you know, American uniform, American T-shirts, right? Um, now, I'm not saying that we're going to win NCA this year, that we're going to win Summit, we're going to, you know, do this and that, but we are going to be very competitive and we're going to earn the respect of our of our competitors, right? And, and I say that same thing every year. Uh, I learned this early on at PCM that I remember... I would like say something like I would make a promise to a kid or a family or something like that. Oh yeah. She's for sure going to be a flyer or whatever. Right. And then that kid wouldn't fly. Oh, she's for sure going to do this. And that, that wouldn't happen. And I remember um, our owner at PCM, my boss, like Jason, you cannot make promises to these parents. Like once you make a promise, like you've made a promise to them and you do not know what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. We do not forget. When it comes to our kids, we do not forget. And after that, I stop making and I drill it home to all of our to all of our coaches. And I don't, you know, no promises. Yeah, she's great. Your daughter might be an amazing flyer. That does not mean we're gonna have the basis for her next season. Your daughter might have gotten her tuck. That does not mean we're gonna have that doesn't mean her friends the same age level as her are gonna have tucks too. So she might end up being on the junior two because, you know, she's not old enough for the the senior three or whatever. Right. So, so many things come into play with that. So I think it's holding your coaches, you know, trusting the process is that the coaches actually have a process um, in play that they're sticking to their word. Right. Um, when, when is it time to move on? This is my opinion. I'll toss it on to you. I think the writing's on the wall and, and that's what I really think. I think the writing's on the wall where you go, you know, what? I think it's, it's time to move on, right? Um, in a not, not a selfish way, um, I see people move on because it just seems like they're eager to get to that next level or get you know get whatever, or they're unhappy with they're unhappy with the way things are going. I want to say unhappy because the gym is doing something wrong, but they're being impatient um, and not willing to wait. But I think in general, it's time to move on when you you just know like. The writing's on the wall. So you might be able to better explain that than me. So, you know, when do you think it's actually time to move on and stop trusting the process, I guess? That's, it is a really good and I think complicated question. I think it's important to trust your gut, but I I think it's really important to ask yourself some questions before you make a decision like that. Um, and, And be introspective with yourself, be introspective 
with your family or with your, with your athlete, whatever that looks like. I think it needs to be up to you and your family as to what your needs are and what, uh, what is important to you. Um, because just because a gym doesn't match your family's values, doesn't make it a bad gym. Um, and so it, it, it's really important to decide what your values are. And so for us, our values, and, and this isn't, um, this isn't a knock on anyone else's focus or values, but our values were not to uh, always be part of a gym that was winning summit every year. Right. So um, it doesn't mean that we didn't care about winning summit, but we cared more about the character that, that it was instilling in our daughter. Right. So, um, and there were times where, where we would reevaluate and go, okay, well, where are we at and where's her skill level at? And, what's the best place for, for her. Um, and so always coming back to, to yourself rather than putting it on the gym or the coaches or someone else, I think is, is really important deciding what, what is best for you and your family. Um, because there will, it doesn't matter if it's Top Gun or, your local community gym, there will always be wins and there will always be losses. So um, I think, again, it goes back to not being as focused on that outcome um, and, and really de- determining what your family's values are. No, you're, you are spot on a hundred percent. Correct. I, I feel that again, you should try to align me. This is my personal advice. Parents, Families should try to align themselves with gyms who have similar values. These coaches have a huge impact on the athletes that they're around every single day, have a huge impact and a huge influence on who they are as people and the adults that they grow up to be. And if you're only leaving the gym because they don't have a level three team and your daughter's had her tuck for years, you know, you can take her to the gym down the street that has that's pumping out, you know, whatever. And I'm not saying that gyms with skills are evil. You know, we're a gym that wins NCA and Summit regularly, and I think that we have great values um, at our gym. But yeah, and obviously, there's bigger gyms that win a lot more, you know, higher, even higher rate than that we do. But the you know, just because you win, winning isn't isn't evil. But if you're only taking her to that gym to so, so she can be on the higher level team, but they're coaching, you know, what are their coaching tactics like, but you don't agree with their values. You know, you're really, you're putting your athlete in the, in an environment or to be around, to be influenced by people who don't share the same values as you. And I personally don't think I would do that as a parent, right? Cause you know, the people, the people you're surrounded by, you know, those are the people that you turn into. So now if, they're terrible people, right? You just don't like the way that they handle situations, right? Um, as far as values are concerned, uh, well, I'll just say this. I think it's really important to align yourself with a gym that shares the same values with you as a family um, and not so much as far as the product they produce. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that that family is going to be perfect, right? Like no family is perfect. Every family has its flaws and its fallouts and things that just really get under your skin. So I, I think that goes back to having those family conversations within your within your house's four walls, right? And going, okay, look, what's what are the trade-offs that we're willing to make here? And maybe, maybe you don't agree with this, but because they're doing this, it's more it's more important, right? For sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Kristen. Look at you. Um, now, Chris, <laughs> now, Chris, you just hit us up with some, some great advice about, um, you know, trusting the process and you, you seem to, to, to know some things and you sound great behind a microphone. This is a, a terrible segue. However, hang on a second, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> I came, I came unplugged and my laptop's about to die. <laughs> Gives you a chance to do that segue again. <laughs> Man. But Kristen, I don't even know. It's going to sound, I don't even know where to start or stop. So we're going to go, Kristen, tell me about the podcast. (laughs) You're doing great. You're doing great. You said I sound great behind a microphone. I like it. I like it. 
Yeah. So, um, no, no, Kristen. So, Kristen. So, um, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, and uh, as I said earlier, you're on the top of my newsfeed, and I saw the announcement for the for the podcast. So, tell the people about the podcast. Yeah. So. I love talking. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> so why not put a microphone in, in front of myself and talk about cheer? So <laughs> we are coming out with the Cheer Mom podcast. And I think by the time this episode comes out, it will be live. So we have the Cheer Mom blog and now the Cheer Mom podcast. And I have gotten to talk to some great minds in the industry. I've always been curious about things like how a cheer mix is made and event production. And I I have my people that I just love and admire in the cheer industry. And I've gotten to talk to some of them uh, just about like things like how to have a great relationship with your coaches. And we're going to be talking with an author um, who who really focuses on body image and body positivity. I think that that's something that's on our minds as cheer moms. So it's super fun. And I'm, I'm just so excited to share it with the world. There we go. All right. Where, where can people find the podcast? At the cheer mom podcast.com, or you can go to the cheer mom slash podcast. It's available on YouTube and anywhere that podcasts can be found. There we go. So, guys, if you're listening to our voice right now, that means the podcast, the cheer mom, the cheer mom blog, the cheer mom, oh, the cheer mom podcast, not the cheer mom blog. Yes. Yes. Either one is oh yeah we did, we just switched out the blog the blog and the podcast is available right now so um yeah all right so Kristen I almost called you B I'm so used to having this conversation with B more shout out to B more we miss you we need you back come back B um oh and happy birthday to the twins I know by the time this airs it's long past their birthday but happy birthday to the twins um. From your perspective, give us some things. I know you talk about these things um, on your blog as well, but just give us some general tips about um, advice that you have for cheer parents, just in general, just in general. What advice do you have for new new cheer moms or cheer moms trying to get a handle on the season? Oh, uh, new cheer moms are my favorite. You know, I, I will make TikToks that really only veteran cheer moms will laugh at. Um, but the new cheer moms will comment and go, I'm scared. What, what, what's going on? <laughs> what, what mm -hmm. am I getting myself into? And I just remember feeling that way, having no cheer background, um, going, okay, what is, what the, what you want me to what? <laughs> and it costs how much? So I really have a heart for new cheer moms. And so I actually have a whole section on the blog called, uh, cheer 101. And I think that for new cheer moms, I think it's important to really, no matter who you are, support your athlete, be there for your athlete. Don't get caught up in the things that you feel like you should do or uh, get stressed out by all of the, the things coming at you. I think it's really important to stay close to your team rep or your team mom, if you have one, um, and, and ask her or him, your team dad, I've seen some team dads, ask them questions. I think start building that relationship with your coaches if they're available to you. And that could be something as simple as just an email saying, Hey, my daughter had a great practice today and she was really happy. Thank you for making that happen for her. I think just simple things like that will really help you to feel more settled uh, because I think the more we're in relationship with each other in this industry, the more we understand where everyone's coming from and we can actually as we say, trust the process, right? It makes the process a little bit more manageable. So, and then also read your emails. Just, I don't care how long they are, <laughs> read your emails. It's all in the email. <laughs> People, you know, it's so funny. And of course, stick with me. <laughs> Kristen, I have to, I, I have to call you out. I hope you don't mind. Uh, please. But it was so funny. It was so funny yesterday. We're messaging each other. And I said, hey, did you come up with a topic for the... Um... <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. 
<laughs> and you're like, no, I didn't realize I was supposed to do that. And I'm thinking, I'm pre- I thought I, I thought I sent that to I her. Sent you that in the email, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was that was perfect cheer mom cheer coach relationship. Like I sent it in an email. I didn't see it. <laughs> per my <laughs> previous email. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Typical I like, oh, cheer man. mom. Typical cheer mom. Didn't read the email. <laughs> but it's so true. And I parents. normally read the emails. I'm normally like the most prepared. Uh, I'm more, I'm like, I'll read the email. I used to print out the email and like put it in a folder. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't realize. But to be fair, you sent it in an Instagram message yeah, and not you know, an email. So not, not an email. I, I have that as, as, as a defense because Instagram messages get get mixed up in my inbox <laughs> for sure i know it's the it, it is or i just chose not to read all the information yeah. no no and i get it too because i don't read all my emails i get so many emails i you know i have to skim through i've become like the best skimmer in the world i gotta skim through see yeah. what it's about and you know sometimes important information is left out which is you know i send out monthly emails to our parents just yeah, the monthly update basically right and everything important like I bolded. If there's a date change or a time change, right, it's bolded. So so that busy parents can look at and everything's like bullet pointed. And I'm not, you know, I know some gyms send out like a real fancy newsletter and they, you know, got all their clip art on there and, you know, they paid some time for that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I see them all the time where they have these real fancy and I'm like, man, I gotta get straight to the point. So, you know, everything's bullet pointed and just says, Hey, if you need to know about this, go here. And then every all the very important information is always bolded and under and underlined so that parents can just go, you know, skim through it because, you know, I personally am a skimmer as well. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, bless our coaches. Our coaches uh, at one point were, or our director at one point was like bribing people with Starbucks gift cards to read the email. So she would be, she would like sneak it into the email and be like, if you've gotten this far in your email, congratulations, Mm -hmm. email me for a chance to win a $25 Starbucks gift card. And I'm like, wow, we really don't read our emails for you to have to be like bribing us to... read it yeah i did that one time i need to bring that back i did that when like my first couple of years here i was like hey if you yeah if you read this first person to email me back you know you win whatever like three people emailed me and it it totally worked because i read every email in detail Mm -hmm. after that thinking that there'd be a chance to win starbucks (laughs) again (laughs) all right here we go american cheer families i'm gonna do it in the next the next monthly email, we'll see. So you got you got a free clue. Okay, hold him to it, guys. Hold him to it. We just talked about keeping yeah. promises. So yeah. <laughs> trust the process. I want to hear who won. Yeah. Oh, and just just to just to throw this out there, I don't say trust the process. Brittany and I have argued about this, and I'm like, I don't say trust the process. Like I might have said it at one point in my life. It just doesn't make sense to me. In the everyone does it around tryout time. And to me, what it says is you should trust. And and because it's always attached to that picture, it's always attached to my daughter started on tinies and now she's on worlds. Trust the process <laughs> or it's not that it's the gym that's doing it. Not the my five year old has her double. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, OK. And it's always the it's always put out from the gym's perspective. Like, see this girl, she climbed through the ranks is because she trusted the process. And I think that's just a false statement that every kid that is on tinies is eventually going to make it to a world's team and that's simply not the case that every kid makes it to a world's team or every kid makes it to the highest level in that gym right i know plenty of i know plenty of 18 year olds that graduated high school on a senior level three and there is nothing wrong with that and i think we need to change Maybe change the phrase because I think it's lost its meaning. Like trust the process can mean lots of different things in different areas of life. So maybe we say something like mm-hmm. just be in the moment. Everything will turn out. Everything will work out. There were times when I, my daughter didn't get on the the team maybe that she wanted, mm-hmm. but it all worked out every time. Even if there was a disappointment during tryouts or in the middle of the season, it all works out. And you look back and go, you know what? I'm glad that I went through that. Um. I tried out for Hawaii Pacific University 
straight out of high school, right? As a, I tried out as a true freshman. Now, I wasn't that, you know, I'd only been cheering for two years. I wasn't that good, right? Um, and HPU at the time was just dominant. They're killing it. And I didn't make the team. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Because all of my eggs were in that basket, right? And I ended up going to Palomar, which was the greatest decision I could have made for myself. I went to Palomar, which led me to end up going to, you know, my actual university, Stephen F. Austin, which again, ended up being like the greatest thing that happened and just opened up so many doors and opportunities, met so many great people. And I didn't make HPU and I survived, right? Like I'm okay. Um, And we all go through that as adults where you know something doesn't go our way we you're devastated at the moment but we realize that the the world has not ended and that everything is going to be okay so parents it's going to be okay um it's going to be okay if they don't make that team or if they don't you know you know get that skill yet or or whatever the the case may be so but I, I say all that to say, I don't really say trust the process because it's not really, as far as what level your team is going or what level or, or team your daughter is going to make. Because we're really, me, from my perspective, I'm just trying to put together the best team and the best program that we can. And there's so many variables that I don't have any control over that influence the way that we put together teams. Kids' ages have a big impact on the teams that we put together, right? Uh mm-hmm. Kids that decide to show up at tryouts. Hey, your daughter's for sure going to make the level three team. But now we have a huge influx of kids and, you know, we don't make the level. We don't make a level three team. We make a level four team and a J2 because we had all these kids. And now your daughter ended up making this team, right? There's so many different things. Oh, we changed. There's one kid. I I never told the parents this. I'm not sure if I've told the story of the podcast before, but she had been on level I think I did tell this story recently, but she'd been on level one forever. She was on level one forever before we got to American. She's on level one a couple more years later. And I really wanted to move her off of level one. And I'm like, hey, man, it's time to get this kid off level one. I'm going to put her on level two. Like, I'm like determined. I'm putting this kid on level two. It doesn't really actually matter what happens when we're on level two. And as it turns out, we end up having a youth level two that year, not a junior level two. And I was like, sorry, and she'd age out of youth. Sorry, kid, you're on level one. Now, if I had promised that to the parents, right, I've been, you know, stuck in the mud. That would have been a difficult conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Well, it was. A, it still was a difficult conversation, but <laughs> I didn't. But I never made promises to them. It, you know, I made a. I made. Oh, you know, I'm gonna throw the kid a bone. You know, if I can, right? But you know, but things like that happen, and it's not as a coach. It's not my responsibility. At least I don't believe it is. It's not my responsibility to place kids where they want to be, right? I'm trying to put together the best program that I can um, for the success of the gym and as many people as possible, right? So anyway. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that that's something that we can take into perspective too, right? Because we always talk about it being a team sport and we don't miss practice because it affects the whole team. And so to take a step back and go, okay, my daughter or son didn't make that team and it wasn't an attack on on her or him or us, it's, it's for the good of the team, right? And that's a difficult pill to swallow, I think, because we as parents, we 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 want our kids to do well. We want our kids to get what they want and to be happy. Um, but I think that's a good perspective is that, you know what, this is a team sport. And if my child has a level four skill, but she's on a level three team for the, for the better of the team, that's something that, that we need to take a look at and, and appreciate. I a hundred percent agree. All right. So here, I got a question for you. Um, what do parents, from your parents' perspective, from your parent perspective, what do parents really want to know um, from their coaches or from their from their gym in general? Oh, that's a good question. I well, I can speak from my own perspective, and and I think that you answered a lot of it here today. Is that like how does it work? How do, I've always wanted to be in. I don't know if you guys call it a war room or what. I would not mm-hmm. want your job during during tryout season. Like, how does that whole process work? What are you thinking? And um, you know, how how do you how do you choose teams? And and I, I really appreciate that 
you don't know who's going to enroll. You don't know who's going to move in from another state and, and maybe change up the way that your, your ages or your teams, teams work. But I think that I, I'm always interested in the process of tryout season and forming teams. That is a, and we actually do, you know, I haven't called it a war room at American, but we used to call it the war room when I was at PCM. And it really was, it was. Those have to be like late yeah. nights and a lot of, a lot of stress and I would not want to be in your shoes. Yeah, it's, um, I'll give you a, a basic rundown, which it's, it's pretty easy. Um, just, just quick insight, you know, we have all the kids, they all have all their papers, right? And they have all their skills with what they do. Um, so we'll basically put together a graph and, you know, one access has, um, like their ages, right? So what five, you know, five to 18 is on, on one side of the graph and then what level, that kid is at on the other side of the graph, right? And so each kid ends up in like a plot point. And so, you know, when we look over and we see we have a bunch of five-year-old level one kids, then we go, oh, it looks like we're having a tiny one, right? And we have 20 of them. We're like, oh, it looks like we're having a tiny one team, right? Um, oh, it looks like we have a bunch of kids between the ages of eight and 12 or, you know, whatever that range is. Looks like we're going to have a, with back handsprings, looks like we're going to have a junior two team. And so we'll kind of space them out and the teams kind of make themselves, you know, originally. And then we like really look at it and go, okay, does this team have five flyers on it? Awesome. Oh, well, you know what? This team does not have five flyers. It looks like we have plenty of kids, but we don't have five flyers. So who could fly on this team? Oh, it looks like this kid could fly over here. Okay, this kid's age eligible. Um, She has level three skills, uh, but she's never, you know, she's never flown before or whatever but she's tiny we could teach her how to fly i don't know i'm just making stuff up right now sure yeah um but you know or you know well i i always have to say that because there's always a parent who's like he's, <laughs> he's talking like, about my she's, kid he's talking about my <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about my kid right now that's <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> there's like a there's like a mom from a different gym who's like they told he they know jason they're not talking about my kid <laughs> <laughs> Stop worrying about that. Go read your emails, moms. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, every time I say something, like, he's talking about me. I'm not talking about, I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> it's so easy to take it personally because she's so specific. <laughs> yeah. She's a level three tumbler on the level two team and she's a fly. He was definitely talking about her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so... You know, and we just fill in gaps and, you know, we have to decide if we're going to be, you know, medium or or small and, you know, crossovers. And so crossovers play an issue. Like, can they be on this team and this team? And sure. So, you know, and then we're going back and forth and, um, you know, that first year. Okay. So true or false. This is a long winded true or false. But let's say there's an athlete that's been with your gym for three years and they have level three tumbling skills and you know, they have level three tumbling skills, but they bomb their tryout or their evaluation or where, whatever you call it. And they don't throw their level three skills during the most important moment because they're so nervous. True or false. You're more likely to put them on a level three team because you know what they can do. Great question. Now, low context, or I'm going to ask for some context. Okay. Is this, by I know she has a level she has level three skills. Was she on a level three team before? She was on a level two team before. She's on a level two team before. Um, which makes a difference, right? So and there goes like nuances with and that's why it's really hard to compare apples to apples, because that's something that parents will do a lot is is go, well, she didn't throw her level three skills and she made the team. And she didn't throw, like, why did she make the team and my daughter didn't make the team, right? I was like, well, you know, Susie was actually on level three last year and she competed that skill a couple weeks ago at Summit. I have no idea why she freaked out at tryouts, but I just literally saw, like, she competed that skill all season for us last year. She had a bad tryout for whatever reason, right? Bum ankle, right? Um, Versus, you know, another kid who's, you know, whatever, right? So there's different nuances. Um... What I would probably do if I saw her in classes and she's a strong tumbler, especially she's a hard worker with a positive attitude. And this is where parents and athletes really should think about 
their behavior throughout the season because all of that is being accounted for at tryouts, right? Now, if a mom or a kid has been driving me crazy all season long, I do not do you do you get no favors from me, right? If you're driving me crazy, I'm not gonna give you any favors, right? She didn't throw her tough, tough cookie, right? Um, now if a kid, great hard worker, positive attitude, right? Parents are really nice and just, you know, generally good people, right? I'm not saying they have to go and get me Starbucks every day before practice and like suck up, or they're just like nice people, right? Right. It's not politics or bribery. It's just make some deposits in the relationship bank, right? Right. They're just nice people, right? They don't cause any trouble. And I've seen the kid in tumbling, right? She's taking tumbling. I'm seeing her land her tuck and I'm shouting across the room. Hey, you know, great job. You know, I see you working hard or whatever. I would probably let the kid not be on the team. I don't want to say be on the team, but um, we usually will place kids on two teams and go, hey, you've made the level two and the level three. We'll decide what team you're on at the end of the summer right? Smart, a, a kid yeah. like that, right? And then and then she'll prove to me whether she has the skill or not throughout the duration of the summer, right? And it, then then I get a more, I get a lot better evaluation of the actual skill of that athlete and right and what that athlete can bring to the table. Well, I think that even more than trust the process, we moms are in the background consoling our kids during tryouts, especially, and saying, it's okay. They know what you can do. They know what you can do. So I always wonder if that's like a false sense of hope or if it's really a benefit to staying with a program for a number of years because they get to see who you are and how you, how you are under pressure. Yeah, because if a brand new kid walks in and busts her tuck, right? This other kid's been at the gym down the street. They don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she didn't land her tuck. She doesn't have a tuck. She's on the level two, right? But if it's a kid I've seen in the gym, she's working hard, right? She has redeeming qualities about her. Then I'm like, oh, no, yeah, she's a really hard worker. She's a pretty solid base. Let's give her the opportunity to be on both teams. And let's, you know, the kids will always prove what team they should be on by the end of the summer. You know, and there's a few cases yeah. where, you know, it's tough circumstances and we had to make a tough decision. But for the most part, kids prove what team they belong on by the end of the summer. And then you just it's easy and it becomes obvious like, yeah, you're still not landing your tuck, kid. You're still not throwing your standing whatever. And, you know, there's just not a place for you on this team right now. So we're going to go ahead and put you on the, the level two or whatever. So great question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into our other segment. Um, what's popping with the parents? So, um, Kristen, what's popping with the parents? What are the parents talking about nowadays? Well, I wanted to, to kind of keep it light and fun, um, but I think it's going to go to like a deep place this time. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So I get, I don't see this as much in the Facebook groups and all you cheer moms know what I'm talking about. Um, but I get a lot, a lot of emails and DMs from moms who are at a loss because they feel like they don't fit in or how do I deal with maybe some drama or... I'm the new mom and I just can't find my place. That's And it's interesting to me um, because I'm not trying to expose anyone, um, but I bring it up because I feel like everybody feels that way. Mm -hmm. And we all sort of feel like, what am I doing here? I feel out of place. This is, I feel like a fish out of water. And I think that we can all take some comfort in knowing that we all feel a little nervous and we all feel a little out of place. No, yeah, for sure. But um, what what advice do you have for these parents? My advice, besides you know, but but I would I would say that too though. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I do feel like when you come into somewhere new, or even if you've been there for a while, that you always feel like if they're not your normal group of friends, that you know, where do I really fit in here? So I, I think you're completely right that that is completely normal for people to feel that way. But anyway, go ahead. I think that. I think that it's okay. Like, it's okay. Full stop. It's okay to have your cheer moms as your people. It's okay to not have cheer moms as your people. At the end of the day, we're all here for our kids and because our kids love it. 
And if that happens to fit in with your social lifestyle, that's awesome. If it doesn't, that's awesome too. And just rest in knowing that your child is happy and that they're doing what they love to do. And I think for me, when I was feeling lonely, I took, <laughs> I did it, uh, a TikTok recently about the time that I showed up to basically my first team bonding. <laughs> did you see this? The, the like put a finger down that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry. You no, know, it is funny. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so funny. I know. Oh my gosh. So Jason is laughing because I, I showed up to a very fancy cocktail party in my pajamas thinking that the pajama theme was for everybody. Oh my god! And it was just for the athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh so hard. Yeah. Talk about feeling out of, no, it's a funny story. It's a funny story. And I'm friends with those cheer moms now and they, we all laugh about it. Um, and it's funny because, and, and if you know the story, so like I was, I'm an introvert. I had to like gear myself up for this. I, my daughter was like, you should make some cheer mom friends. And I'm like, Okay, so I went out and like got this matching pajama set and I geared myself up for it all week long and I show up and it was a it was a holiday party and the reason why a lot of the moms were wearing like cocktail dresses was because they had to go to their other parties. I didn't have anywhere else to be. And that was clear because I was wearing my pajamas. Like my husband was like, <laughs> you can just leave, just leave. If you feel uncomfortable, just leave. And I'm like, no, clearly, clearly I got here with the intention of staying because why am I just running around town in my mm -hmm. pajamas? No, who does that? And <laughs> at like eight o'clock at night. Anyway. So I I'm freaked out. Like I go in the bathroom, I'm crying. I'm, I, and no one knows this. Like I composed myself and I went out and I like played it off and we all had fun. But, um, that was, that was so long ago, but, um, I bring it up because the mom who hosted that party years later was talking about how, um, some social situations make her stressed and she's an introvert and, and, um, it's stressful and sometimes she feels out of place. And I like nearly spilled my wine. I was like, are seriously mm -hmm. you too? And I said, let me tell you about the time that I cried in your bathroom. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that, and that made a connection between us. So I think, you know, the advice is that like, know that everyone has their moments of feeling like they don't belong, whether it's in cheer or anywhere else. And you'll find your people. If you just take a step back, you will find your people. And if you feel like you just can't like be the team mom, make friends with the coaches. And I would bring the coaches lunch or dinner. And I kind of found my place that way. I found my place by oddly being a team mom because I had like a specific role. And that's how I kind of found my place among the cheer moms is that I was team mom. And then I, I kind of had something to talk about with all of them because I was sharing information and I was making touch points and, and that's how they got to know me. So think about what you're good at in other areas of your life and maybe try to apply that to cheer and you'll find your people that way. There we go. Good stuff. And that TikTok was very funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I get the feeling this is a true story. <laughs> I get the feeling. That's somebody was like, that's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was really funny. Um, and, and I'll say this, parents, I say this to our parents all the time. And I'm going to say it here on the pod. Parents, watch who you hang around with in the lobby because it will influence the way that you see the team and they can swing your perspective on things and so shift. True. So if you're hanging around with negative people, they're going to so shift true. you to see the the whole routine and everything that you do or everything that Jim's doing is just utter chaos, right? So and when true. you otherwise would have viewed it as, yeah, everything, I, lo I love the program and everything that's going around. So sometimes it's better to stand alone and uh, see the big picture than to be included in the big group and be, be drugged down and, and negative. Because misery loves company, yep. you know? So there we go. Um, there's a really good quote that I like that I'm just going to throw out there. Uh, but it's from a book. I'm sure I've said it on the pod before. But it says, keep the people who are indifferent. It's about being a good manager. But keep the people who are indifferent about you away from the people who do not like you. And, and I always think about that, right? Like, 
you know, the people who are, you know, lots of people come in, they haven't really made up their mind about you, about who the program is or who you are, or, you know, or bring new staff in. They haven't, you know, made, made up a mind about who you are as a director and, you know, keep them away from the people who do not like you because they will quickly be, oh yeah, you're right. He, he always does that. And he's a blah, 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 blah. And so the people, you know, if you find yourself gritting your teeth at practice a lot, but you don't typically grit your teeth, you know, outside of your life, that it might be the, you know, the couple of people that you're sitting next to at practice and as they're narrating, becoming that, that narrator in your mind about everything the gym is doing wrong, everything the coach is doing wrong, or, you know, why would they do that? What are they thinking? Because um, in general, I'm not saying that all coaches are great coaches, but in general, coaches aren't trying to sabotage their own program right? They're trying to make the very best decisions that they can. That's not to say that they have all the answers and that they are fully enlightened, but they're not trying to sabotage their own program. And coaches, just like the athletes, work a lot better when they know that the people behind them are supporting them, not, um, you know, questioning their every move, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. There we go. All right. Um, I didn't prep you on any of these, so I, I typically prep our guests, but... I'm up for it. Or maybe I did. I can't... Now, now I can't remember. Here we go. What needs to start, stop, or change in the industry? I think I did ask you. Ooh, I can't you remember did. Now. You did. I did read that part. <laughs> I remember. Okay. <laughs> what needs to stop, start, or end in the industry? You know, I think I think we've covered a lot of it here. Like, I think we need to start looking at the bigger picture, and and not just. It's so hard to say this as a as a mom, but not just my athlete. I want the best for my daughter, but if I if I'm choosing to be part of the world of all star cheerleading, I need to appreciate I need to appreciate the whole team and the whole program and what the coaches are trying to do. Um, I think our popular opinions, but like no one wants to say them out loud. I mm -hmm. think that we need to stop putting emphasis on just one thing. Um, and especially just one event or competition or outcome. Um, I think that it's easy to get hung up on a lot of things that happen at the end of the season and thinking about those things in September or April for the next season. I, we were like, we're always mm -hmm. talking about a bid or mm -hmm. an outcome or a travel event or when we skip over so many things that are so beautiful about, especially the fall and the early parts of the season. So I really wish that we would, we would take a step back and just like enjoy the moment that we're in in cheer and not mm -hmm. just when we're in Florida or in Dallas or in the champion's circle, right? Like enjoy the fact that you're in some high school gymnasium or, you know, warming up on a dirt floor in in some like rodeo venue right like mm -hmm. that's not ideal but we can have fun and that can be a memory and instead i think we focus so much like i said on that that end outcome or that end of season event or whatever we're setting our sights to win that we just miss out on all of that like you've said stay present in the moment yeah for sure good stuff all right um so i'm sure you get a lot of this but we'll find out is there any narratives myths or rumors that you want to debunk right now that you want to set the, sh the record straight on um not all chair moms are the stereotypical chair mom <laughs> none of them read emails <laughs> some of us like whiskey <laughs> Some of you like whiskey instead okay, of wine. That's true. That's true. Some of us like like whiskey instead of wine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not in instead, but I prefer whiskey over wine. So there's that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some cheer mom stereotypes out there that we are just not about. <laughs> I remember having to talk to our parents. Like someone is like, Jason, those those parents were, were wilding at the last competition. And oh. I was like, you know, the last competition had a bar in it, right? And I was like, and this was years ago. And I was like, hey, guys, like, don't forget, we're at a kid's event, right? <laughs> they're, they're, these kids are here, right? And you got to drive home. So just keep that in mind. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. That's, you know, and the, some of the kids are like, mom, it's time to stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> like the kids know when to cut their parents off. Like we still got to drive. That's funny. Um, we, our hotel for NCA, uh, this is so funny. We were staying at a hotel um, in Dallas, of course, it, for NCA. And um, I'm like in the elevator with someone and he's like, are you here with like some kind of event? I said, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a big cheer competition in town. We kind of take over the city. And he's like, okay, because I stay at this hotel regularly, and this is a very different clientele than mm-hmm. what. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what are you trying to say? He's <laughs> like, well, what do you mean? I have my what? <laughs> this is a very different clientele. <laughs> yeah, what do you we mean are, by different? Yeah. We are. But it's so funny because I think we put like cheer moms in a stereotype. And it's true, we can get wild and you know, at the end of the day, like it's a stressful time, Jason. It's stressful to be a cheer mom. <laughs> and we have to we have to get it out somehow. And wine just seems to be like the easiest option yeah. and it's the most available. But I we we get stuck in these stereotypes and I know some brilliant cheer moms and um that that i mean what they do for a living it's it just it like blows my mind and so i think it's important to like get to know the whole person and maybe maybe let's like not talk about cheer for like five minutes and get to know like what do you do during the day mm-hmm. and what what who are your other children <laughs> i have cheer moms that like i forget i forget who their other children you, they have other, have other children kids. like oh yeah so people go oh yeah you have a son too right Kristen? yeah i have a son he's around here somewhere so i i think um i think we can debunk a lot of cheer mom stereotypes when we like ask questions that don't have anything to do with cheer it's hard it's hard for me but there we go Last question for you. Um, where can the people follow you online? Um, anything you want to plug? Websites, podcasts, TikTok handles, Instagram, whatever. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So I am at thecheermomblog.com. That's where you can find the blog and you can pretty much find everything, the podcast there. I just launched a line of cheer jewelry. So it's these beautiful bracelets and necklaces and we have rings um, with quotes like hit zero Mm -hmm. and two minutes and 30 seconds on them. So you can find that at thecheercollection.com. The podcast uh, is out. It's live. We have lots of interviews scheduled and already released. So you can, you can find that. And then I am at the cheer mom blog on Instagram and Facebook and cheer mom blog on TikTok. And we have a lot of fun making fun of ourselves there. There we go. Good stuff. Kristen, you're welcome back anytime. I would love to come back. For sure. Hey, <laughs> and, and I got to make my public. Hey people, this is how you shoot your shot. Uh, Kristen, when am I when am I going to be a guest on your podcast? Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to ask you, actually. Oh, I'm not just saying that. Go. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, when can you be a guest on mine? Because there, there, we can there we go. continue the conversation. So everybody come on over to the Cheer Mom podcast after you're done listening to all the episodes of Let's Talk Cheer and and you'll you'll get to hear Jason in, a, in another format. Good stuff. I actually think I'm not quite sure. I might be misspeaking. I think you're episode 75. That's a huge I'm episode 75. I might be wrong, but I think you're episode 75. So this is crazy. So is that what is that like a diamond anniversary? I feel like. Yeah, I'm let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Boom. Somebody tell us what the 75th and um, I'll, I'll give you my P.O. box number. Anybody who wants to send me. <laughs> yes. That's funny. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for joining the show today. You were a crack up. You were insightful and overall just a great guest. Best of luck with the new podcast. You're going to do great. Everyone else, thank you for joining us today. Share this podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Take the survey. Make a donation. And until next time, five, six, seven, eight, we're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. 
And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out. Check them all out. And I'll see you guys next week. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.